What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? Welcome to another episode of Jackson versus Jackson. I'm your boy, Eric T. Jackson. That's your other boy, AJ Coach, Jackson. Coach AJ Jackson. Spelled capital A-J-A-Y means victorious, victorious coach. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, we bring you guys this uh, podcast uh, each and every week. Uh, just to uh, talk sports, uh, talk uh, uh, things that are happening in the community, uh, and sometimes we just talk shit, you know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of fun, uh, and I'm here for it. So today, we'll talk about AJ's Dallas Cowboys, we'll talk about my Houston Texans, we'll talk about uh, AJ's NCCU Black national champion uh, squad. We'll talk some uh, some college recruiting, uh, and then we'll talk the uh, release of Brittany Griner, what that means for the culture, uh, and what that means. Uh, what what kind of uh, what does that project for America? Okay, because there's still some guys over there. Uh, so let's get started, big dog. Uh, let, let's let's talk. Uh, Houston Texans real quick and I say real quick because they aren't very good you know and you know but there are Texans fans out there that really want to know uh, my opinion on these guys so uh, they've been playing really good football lately maybe too good but I'll get into that in a second uh, they uh, almost I say almost defeated uh, Kansas City, uh, but they lost. They 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 took Dallas to overtime, lost that game. Uh, been playing much better. They finally picked up a victory against uh, the Tennessee Titans, whom uh, who lost. Used to be the Texan team. Used to be the Oilers, but, yep. but they they're on a five game losing streak. Mm. So the Texans are trending upward and the titans are trending downward so we beat them you know but but it, it was sort of interesting because uh their running back uh derrick henry had had rushed for over 200 yards on the texans in four straight games against us and this game he had a little over 100 and and we won so uh that was the interesting part about that now what i want to get into is the next two games. You see, we have Jacksonville next, which is a winnable game, even though they have a much better record than us. They are the division leaders right now, and they are also playing well right now. It's winnable. And then our last game is against Indianapolis, which they're playing terrible. Uh, we could arguably be, be considered uh, better than them. We're, we're playing better, uh, but they have a, a better record but they're playing terrible. So so that gives us two winnable games. Let's say we win those two games. Then we're no longer uh the we no longer are in prime position to have the number 1 pick in next year's draft. And that's where my concern is right now. As I'm sure it is for 99% of the Houston Texans fans, well maybe maybe 98%. And maybe 2% out there that just want us to win no matter what. 
but I'm not one of those two percent. Uh, so we we are we have two victories right now. Uh, the team that will be picking second right now is the Chicago Bears. They have three victories, uh, and then there's uh three teams with four victories. Uh, Arizona Cardinals has four. Indianapolis has four, and Denver has four. So I'm sort of wishing those teams will win this next week uh, to widen that gap for us, which will allow us to be able to win and me feel good about it. And we'll still be in position to have that, that number one draft choice. What's up, man? Question. If let's say that uh, Chicago and the Texans um, flip positions, do you think, that um Chicago will take a quarterback? No, I don't. That, okay. That's so do you feel thing. pretty do you feel pretty safe or they may positionally have the position to trade that pick so somebody else can jump there in. There you go. There you go. It's out of our hands at that point. They can absolutely trade it and go <laughs> trade down and, and, and somebody can jump ahead of us and take uh Bryce Young, you know, who who I think will be the number one quarterback, even though, uh, you know, there are reports that he's really small right now and skinny and that type of thing. Uh, but yeah. So out of the teams that are, you know, be will that have four or less losses, the bears, uh, they have, I think they, had, the, the way Justin Fields started this year was terrible, but the way he's played, uh, over the last half of the year, I think they're confident that they found their guy. Arizona still has Kyler Murray, and they've had issues there. I don't know if they would be willing to trade him, but who would be willing to take on that contract? I don't know. So I feel comfortable that they'll keep him. They won't They won't draft a quarterback. Indianapolis, they need a quarterback. So they have four wins right now. If we're behind them, they will draft a quarterback, I believe. And Denver. Russell Wilson, the Russell Wilson experience has been sort of uh, bad right now. And, and I don't even know. I know the, the head coach, there's already been reports that the Denver head coach, Nick Sariani, will not survive this year. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Russell Wilson will either unless he has a a, a multi-year deal. I'm not sure. Uh, he may have a, a big enough deal where he can survive this year, be given another year. Uh, but you know, there's a you know too many chances where we wouldn't be able to get the quarterback we want if we didn't have the number one pick. So, you know, that's my biggest concern with the Texans moving forward is keeping that number one pick, even if it means you know not playing uh, up to our abilities these last two games, just so we make sure we have that number one pick. What's up with the Cowboys, buddy? Yeah, well, before I talk about the football part of the team, I got to talk about the owner. You yes, know, I've been a Cowboy fan for about 50 years, man, since I was about 10. And uh, I go on record to say that Jerry Jones was not the coach or, or part of the organization when I became a Cowboy fan. Okay. Um, he is the owner now, and um, yeah, he's in charge and all of that. But uh, I'm going to get on the media about – two things that have happened that I haven't heard a whole lot about. Uh, one, there's a picture floating around uh, about Jerry Jones 
standing in the crowd in the front blocking because you know he's from Arkansas. Yep. Blocking African American uh kids who were trying to be uh uh get an education during segregated times. And he was right in the front, mm -hmm. picture of him, highlighted the whole nine. Um and the media has not covered that. Well I'm going to make a statement about it and I'm going to connect it to uh, the situation when it got political, uh, when former president Donald Trump said that if people kneel, they should, uh, uh, they should be fired. And Jerry Jones came out and made a statement uh, kind of backing that, that claim up. Now the chickens have come to roost and nobody's covering it. Uh, with the intensity that should be covered. A microphone should be put in his face, in his mouth, and asked him what did he what was he thinking when he was doing that at the time. Now he can say, well, I was a young, dumb kid and all of that, but then he had to explain the same type of behavior uh a few years ago when he said if any cowboy fan kneels, uh, uh, excuse me, any cowboy player kneels, um he's not going to be a part of the team. And they kind of worked it out so, you know, it could look politically correct. So, you know, he can't, to me, he can't stand by and say, hey, man, I was a I was a 20-year-old, you know, silly kid when yep. he still showed the same type of behavior less four years ago. Now, that mm -hmm. picture comes out. Now, he's going to probably say, it wasn't me. But everybody uh, looked at that picture and said that was him <laughs> that's that's jerry jones right in yep. arkansas yeah blocking african-american kids that had to have the national uh, the, the national guard come and escort them to get an education absolutely and i and 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 and, and again because of what jerry jones said uh about his players um about four years ago to me, that's the same type of behavior. You just mm -hmm. got more money and more prestige. Yeah. And nobody's challenging them on that. They're giving them they're giving them a pass, just like they gave a pass to the owner of the uh uh of the of the um Patriots when they caught him in a brothel, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and then when I listen to talk radio, well, they're not the same. And they always comparing African Americans to that, right? Oh, really? Now when we say something, oh well, it's not all that. Well, I'm saying something. I think it's important, right? Because yeah. here's the deal for black people, right? In America, mm -hmm. sports and politics runs together. Yep. Right? Now they talk about, oh, don't talk about politics. But the Bill Russells of the world, the Kareem Abdul Jabbar's of the world, the uh uh Jim Browns of the world use their prestige to advance black people in this country. Right. So you can't separate the two, right? You can't do it. So uh, I challenge everybody, and I'm a Cowboy fan, right? I'm not a fan of Jerry Jones because of these racist tendencies that are coming out, and the NFL hadn't said anything about it. And and I believe that's because they're uh, uh, white uh, billionaires, non-melanin men, right? Yep. And the press is suppressing it. They they report a little bit, but they're not sticking microphones in his face every time he's out there. And they know where Jerry Jones is. So yeah. that's that's one part of it. The other part of it is the paternity suit. I'm oh, watching the Cowboy game. Before before we get to the paternity suit, real quick, I just wanted to throw in there 
that, <clears throat> uh, and, I, and I take it you you may have uh, heard this, but and that's the reason that LeBron James brought it up. You know, he said, I'm the biggest athlete on the planet. You guys ask me about everything known to man that doesn't pertain to basketball. But y'all don't ask me about this Jerry Jones picture. Oh, wow. You know, I'm here. Yeah, he said, I'm he said, you guys know that I'm the biggest Cowboys fan. And y'all, y'all don't ask me about Jerry Jones. You know, he so he he stood up and said, Well, I'm I'm gonna tell y'all what I think about Jerry Jones. Yeah. Well, I feel good about that because I didn't know. Um, that uh, he made a statement like that. Yeah, but did. that's justifiably right. Mm, you know. Exactly. Um, again, well, I, and and again, I I I'm speaking without that knowledge. I'm right. glad to hear him say that because it needs to be said. Yeah. Because, you know, look look how people have treated LeBron. In terms of, um, trying to make things stick to him and all of that. I know he's a big star and all that. And right. and and you got. Skip, that's a LeBron hater, and you got guys like that. I'm not even talking about that. What I'm talking about, though, is now when the shoe gets on the other foot, nobody wants to ask him his opinion exactly. on non-melanin millionaires. Exactly. So I'm making the statement, right? I'm going to make the statement. I'm going to be, you know, that's why I made the statement when I told you about Brett Farr. You said, well, I don't think nobody. No, no, it's important, bro. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. important. These yeah. are public figures. Because if they would have been African American that did this, it'd be it'd be running on the news till something knocked it off the front page, and they yeah. would still be talking about it. Yeah. So now let's go to the part about the paternity suit. Okay. Right. I think that happened about a couple of years ago initially, mm -hmm. and it was and it slid by because of the pandemic and all that, and then yeah. you know people don't want to ruffle uh, 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 Jerry Jones's feathers because they want you know access, right? Yes. Uh huh. Well, let me tell you this. I said this when, when that happened, right? This is what I call them. I said, Jerry, the African-American education blocking baby daddy racist, right? Yeah. That's what I, Jones. That's his nickname for me, right? And yeah. the reason why I'm saying that is he blocked these young African-American kids when he was, when, when he was uh, you know, a young man from getting the education, number uh -huh. one. Now they got a paternity suit against him. And remarkably, um, during halftime of the Cowboy game uh, on Saturday, they went to Fox News and they reported a, a, the story about the, the lady wants a, uh, uh, the, the daughter wants a paternity suit for proof. He's blocking it. He's blocking it with his, uh, with his attorneys. Man, just go to Maury Povich and see that if you are the father, <laughs> it'll be simple. They yeah. should put him on Barry Povich, man. They should make him go on Barry Povich. Hey, that would man. be awesome, wouldn't it? The, hey, they should make him go on the Steve Harvey show. <laughs> Steve that Harvey. would be hilarious. Yeah, to get the paternity. Nah, you man. Know? Maury Povich, man. I mean, well, Povich doesn't have a show anymore. Huh? He doesn't have a show anymore. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Maury Povich. Yeah, that's incredible, right? So on channel thirty channel thirty nine, running the afternoon, like one o'clock. I don't watch it, but I just seen. You know, my point is, uh -huh. Mari Povich is he made his life on paternity suits. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. imagine they th throw Jerry Jones on <laughs> there? And you know what's despicable, bro? Let me tell you this, and I'm and then we can transition. Uh -huh. What's despicable, man, is how the powerful and particularly non melanin men, right? Yeah. 
they, they can use their threat of power to destroy people's careers, right? Yeah. If they report on this. And that's why a lot of people not reporting, right? Oh yeah, they're not and reporting he, because of that. They don't. He, they want access to the cowboy. And he, and he is. That. He is powerful enough to be able to do that. And, oh, absolutely. You know, but it still needs to be reported, bro. And it needs to be talked about because guess yeah. what? It's pop culture news. You gotta right? have a they, backbone. They, you gotta have well, thick skin to be able to go. Up, you know. Well, the thing is, I'm going up against them right now, and the reason why I'm saying that is, man. Bro, they, if it was if the shoe was on the other foot and it was denying and he you know and and play, bro, they would be playing this stuff out, man. Yeah. TMZ would be all over the place. Oh, I ain't man, seen TMZ know, cover this yet. TMZ shaking in their boots to report this stuff, man. They are not gonna report uh, all of this. I mean, they may have touched on it. I give them that. I, I don't know. They may have touched on it, but they're not gonna keep it out there because they. They don't want the repercussions that come with that. Yeah, well, they they <clears throat> they dog everybody else out. I don't understand why they don't do that. I haven't seen a report. I haven't seen all of that. But I'm I guess after the show, I'm gonna go look online and see what they have said. Yeah, but we could transition, Jack. Oh well, okay. let me just talk about the Cowboys real quick on the football end. Go ahead. Um, I, the only thing I have to say about the Cowboys is uh, I'm glad we beat the Eagles. Now that was important. Um, yeah, a Jalen Hurtsless Eagles. Yeah, well, the 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 the, the Cowboys uh, lost when they didn't have um, the first time when they didn't have Dak. So so that's oh, a cancel didn't? out. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's a cancel out. I, I yeah. mean, I was prepared for that. No. My point is, is that I the thing I don't like about the Cowboys is that sometimes they got this "we'll win it at the end" mentality. Yeah, and Jack, you know that's not a good way to coach or or, or prepare yourself at all because a call could go against you, right at the yep. end, or yep. or a, a bonehead play can happen, right? Yep. Yep. And so when you let yourself get down in that situation, now I'm, I'm not talking about now we we we've been coaching for a long time, football and basketball. Yep. And I and I'm I'm gonna make some assumptions, but I know when I coach, do not let the officials decide the game at the end, especially at a game at a game that that you were dominating. Right. The Cowboys uh, played the uh, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars was while I was in Atlanta, um, going to the to the Celebration Bowl where where, where the uh, NCCU Eagles uh, beat the Jackson State Jag uh, uh, Tigers in, mm -hmm. in overtime, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that. I was there; the game wasn't. Um, schedule. They caught the end of the game because the game went into overtime, okay. right? So I didn't yeah. really see only the you know look at the end of the game in the overtime. Yeah, I didn't know till after that that they were up twenty seven to ten in the third quarter. Yeah, right. So you know you can't you can't hold Dak responsible for that. If you got a two touchdown lead or a three point scoring lead, no, I get people you. Said, well, Dak should have did more, and Kellen Moore should have ran the football. Yeah, and the now, defense should have stopped him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, you know what though? But you know, Jack, we 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 we're, we've we've coached right. Mm -hmm. Not maybe not in the NFL, but we've worked in NFL camps. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. right? Mm -hmm. And and then we've also been on the sideline with headsets on and things happen and, and at certain times, right? 
Yeah. Most people haven't had that experience. Right. So it's easy to talk trash when you never had that experience. Yeah. My thing is, um, I forget who they beat. They beat somebody at the end and it was and it was all happy, right? That last drive two to three games ago. Then they come to Jacksonville, tried to do that, got an overtime and it backfired on them and they lost. And then they had to hold on to beat Philly. So dominate your opponent while you can, Cowboys, right? And the other thing is, some of you Cowboys ain't going to be there next year. That's just the bottom line. That's the nature of the beast. So you better try to get your Super Bowl while you can. And then the other thing is, you better try to get your Super Bowl so that if you're playing well and they have to cut you, you can go to another team because some guys ain't going to be in the NFL anymore. That's how I would be. I'd be talking. i say, listen, guys, look, ain't nobody's job secure, right? right Even right. mine as a coach. Right. But I tell you one thing, we better play for the Super Bowl right now yep. because I might not be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, Am man. I right or wrong? <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely. Uh, so let's uh, transition to uh, a little bit of college football. Let, let's start with uh, you and the ce- Celebration Bowl. And what happened with that, man? Oh, man. Uh, I went to Atlanta. And the Celebration Bowl, for the, <clears throat> for the fans that don't know, it's uh, it's when the the SWAC um, plays the MEAC in the in the uh, in the championship game for Black college football. So and it's, so it's billed Cam- as the Black College National Championship. Right. Exactly. So um, basically, North Carolina Central University, my alma mater, we won the we won the uh, MEAC. And um, that was the third game I had an opportunity to go see. So I wasn't really blind about Central. Uh, and, and previous, by, by, You mean about how good y'all are? Well, I, I guess, let me just kind of summarize it. I went to uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. We played our rivals in Panther Stadium Labor Day weekend. Yeah. They were a three-touchdown a favorite against us and they beat us the last four times. Right. Um, we came out on top. We beat North Carolina a and our rivals, uh, 28, 13, uh, Labor Day, uh, weekend that Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were in shock. Now, let me just give you a little bit of background about central, right? Trey yeah. Oliver, who was the coach, he coached at central as a defensive back coach, he went around the black college circuit. I think he even did some stuff in the NFL and he came back and he played two, uh, two seasons ago. Well, three seasons ago now with 19 freshmen. Now three, two, three, three seasons later, he has, he had a quarterback who uh, had some games under his belt and is a very, very good quarterback. Uh, his last name is Richard. So anyway, to make a long story short, we beat North Carolina A&T. Then on homecoming, first weekend in November, I go down and we, we play we play Howard University. Howard comes on our campus. They were a favorite to play Central. We beat we beat Howard 51-24, homecoming. Wow. So, I, again, I saw this with my own eyes. One thing about Central 
the two to three games I've seen mm-hmm. play, even against Jackson State, where Central won in overtime 41-34, right? Yep. Their their um red zone defense has made some outstanding plays that have kept no points off the board. Because when you get in, you get within the 20 and you don't mm-hmm. score, you usually get a field goal attempt. Yeah. But if you get a cause fumble or your interception or, you know, uh, um, a blocked field goal, right, that's goal line. That's, that's red zone defense. That's not goal line. That's red zone defense. Right. It might be goal line defense if they within the five-yard line, right? But Central has made plays like that in the three games that I've seen. And they did that against Jackson State. You saw the game? So Central lost two games. What happened in those two games? Oh, um, they played um, – so so they lost to Campbell University. That was an out-of-conference uh, game or out-of-conference out of game. Okay, so HBCU. Um, they, got, they got beat up by them. I didn't see the game, but I saw the score. I don't remember it. They got beat up by them. Okay. And Jackson State took them apart, right? Yeah. Uh, we also lost to South Carolina State, who okay. won and beat Jackson State last year. In the Celebration Bowl. In the, in the Celebration Bowl. Mm-hmm. So at homecoming, we were two games behind South Carolina State. And that was the beginning of November. By the end of November, yeah, South Carolina passing. State lost two games. Yeah. So that gave us... Uh, the uh, MEAC championship, and then okay. we went on to play uh, Jackson State in a thriller in the ATL. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, what happened and that in game the celebration was as the national championship of of HBCU uh, 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 football. Yeah. So, so do you think that uh, Deion Sanders taking the Colorado job had uh, took a little bit of steam out of a uh, Jackson State going into that game. Can't speak for them, man. Don't don't know them. You know, I just know I just know what we did. And look, let me tell you this: nobody believed in us really, but us. Nobody picked us, right? right? You know, uh, I mean, like I saw a score uh, when I was in Atlanta, fifty-two to ten. Was you know, and that's kind of how it's been all year for us. Mm-hmm. But our quarterback, man, that guy should get some consideration for pros, bro. That guy can play. Oh, he don't yeah, make, I saw him. He can definitely Man, play. he don't make many mistakes, man. Right. He don't make many mistakes. You know, like, like um, I think in the three games I saw, he only threw one interception. That's wow. it. He's and so, big, like, yeah. you know, so, like, maybe out of 75 attempts, I mean, he almost had to play perfect football against Jackson State on offense, and, and he did. He's a big guy that can throw it. Uh, yeah, he's six two, six three. He remind me of Dante Culpepper with that number eleven on. Big dude, man. Okay, Dante Culpepper playing at NCCU. That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he yeah. looks like that dude. He's six. He's six two, six three, mm-hmm. two thirty five. That's a that's a big quarterback. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he has to be uh, playing behind uh, some of these. Uh, offensive lines that aren't very good in the NFL. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that's going to work towards his advantage. Is he, is he a, a senior? Will he be, He'll be a senior next year? Okay. So yeah, he'll be a year. senior next year. Okay. Okay. We'll see what they can do next year then, man. Uh, so let me uh, talk about uh, 
recruiting a little bit, man. Uh, and of course, I'm gonna talk about my Aggies uh, because the uh, early signing day uh, was this past week. It started this past week. It, it runs uh, through January, but it started this past week. Uh the Aggies, man. Uh, we we signed two uh, five star recruits, uh, offensive linemen out of Austin Westlake, T.J. Shanahan Jr. Uh, Texas wanted him. Alabama wanted him. Georgia wanted him. Uh, he he committed to us a long time ago. Stuck to his commitment and signed. We signed another five star defensive lineman out of Katie Pato, uh, DJ Hicks Jr. Yeah, I've seen that kid. That that kid is a uh, that's an awesome that's an awesome kid there. Yeah, his dad is the new head coach at Pato. Yeah, I read uh, that also. But uh-huh. man, he's a he's a he's a stud, bro. Yeah. His dad coached at Sharpstown a few years before I got there. Okay. Yeah, his dad was on Dallas Blacklock staff. Uh, but yeah, so it, it would have been awesome if he'd have stayed at Sharpstown and I'd have got to coach that boy up. He he'd be a six star if I'd have coached him up. <laughs> but uh, uh, Texas A&M has a solid class. We're gonna have a much smaller class this year because uh, you may not remember, but last year we had the number one rivals recruiting class of all time. Right. You remember that? So we had like 30 recruits. So, you know, they give you a certain amount to get in a two year period. And I think it's like 48, 50, something like that. So our class can't be any bigger than maybe 19 or 20 this year. Uh, And we've just just uh, signed 18. So we uh, will have room to maybe sign one or two more. But we're going to fill out our team through the portal, you know, as a lot of teams are, you know. So uh, I talked about it uh, yesterday uh, about how uh, Texas A&M uh, is getting some heat for having, uh, what, roughly 20 guys in the portal. Uh, but the fact of the matter is A&M might get a lot of those guys back, depending on who they want or who they allow to come back. Just because you go in the portal – don't mean you're going to get picked up by somebody else. And it doesn't mean that you're off your team totally. I've seen guys come back that go in the portal, you know, but you go in the portal, that's a grown man decision, you know, because that coach may not allow you back and you may not get picked up by anybody else, you know? So if you, if you want to go that route, make sure you have your, your, your eyes dotted and your T's crossed, so to speak. Because you can't tell me cats don't go into the portal already knowing who they have offers out from and, and you know, what would be a soft landing spot. It would be a fool's errand not to know. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my son put himself in the portal without having some kind of educated guess as to where he can go. And that's, that's what a lot of that is. You know what I'm saying? Jack, let, me, let, me, let me ask a question. So, indirectly, you'd make some contact, or they make some contact with you because you're really under contract with your 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 your, your school. It right? has to be indirectly; it can't be directly. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and and, and, I'm, and that's what I'm saying. I want to be very clear. Yeah. You know, because until you put yourself in there, mm-hmm. right? You know, you kind of just kind of sending out smoke signals uh-huh. and that type of thing. Right. 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 And you, hear, I got you. Yeah. So, and a lot of it from what I've heard uh, is mediated uh, through high school coaches and that type of thing. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, and, and that's been going on for years. So you can say what now you want it's just above. It. Now it's just above board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and they they can't police. You know, third parties and, and as such. Uh, but we did we did bring in one. Uh, Texas A&M did bring in one. Uh, uh, portal guy so far. And he's a cornerback from North Carolina. His name is Tony Grimes. He was a five-star at high school. Uh, he's played three years at North Carolina. Texas A&M was actually his second choice when he chose North Carolina. And he's ready to move on, so he signed with us. So we do have him. That that increases our cornerback depth. We signed, like, three really good cornerbacks already. So that cornerback room will be, will be strong next year. But we did lose some good ones to the portal. We still have some good ones available. Uh, and the D.C. at, at North Carolina, uh, Gene Chizik was was my defensive coordinator at Stephen F. Austin. I like oh, to go okay. right out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I, I definitely have history with Gene Chizik and his cover two scheme. And I think Tony Grimes wanted a more uh, man scheme that, that Texas A&M runs, and he got sort of fed up with the uh the zone scheme that coach Chiswick likes to run. And Chiswick was uh he was the head coach at Auburn back in the day, right? Yeah, that yeah, they won a guy? national title uh, in yeah, 2010. Yeah. yeah. So, and then he and then he, he was in the he was in the radio room doing radio uh, and TV for SEC for about a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he would go back to coaching because he had stopped coaching when his girls were in college. I think both of his girls, he has twin girls and a young a son. I think both of his girls went to Princeton. Oh, okay. New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. His girls were born in Nacogdoches. They were born when I was there. Uh, but yeah, they went to New Jersey. Uh, but my home state. You see, I got my Rutgers, right? See I see Rutgers? that. I see the Rutgers hat. <laughs> uh, so Chiswick left Stephen F. Faustin and went to Central Florida to be the DC. They did really well. That was when Dante Culpepper was there. Oh, okay. Uh, then he left Central Florida after about three years and was the DC at Auburn. He was a DC at Auburn for a while. Undefeated team didn't make uh, the BCS national championship game, even though they were undefeated and from the SEC. Uh, so then UT and Mac Brown hired him to be the DC at UT. He was the DC when Vince Young led UT to their national championship. Oh, okay. Yep. So then he got the head coaching job at Iowa State. See how I've been following this brother? Well, you know, he coached. You know what, man? I mean, just like players you play with or yeah. you coach, yeah. no yeah. different yeah. than coaches. That's yeah. that that's 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 amicable. That's very yeah. amicable. Yeah. So he, he he didn't do very well as a DC at Iowa State uh at all. But he went from Iowa State to the head job at Auburn. And wow. in his second season, uh he brings in Cam Newton. And I'll tell you another story. Uh, somebody that he brought from our from our uh, Stephen and Faustin days, Coach Looper, Curtis Looper, who is a uh, uh, Curtis Looper was a GA at uh, SFA. You know, he was taking all the girls from us young bucks. He was like thirty and taking all the girls from us. But he, uh, uh, yeah, he's at Missouri now as running backs coach. But he was at Oklahoma State. He was at TCU, uh, Auburn. He brought it. He's the one that found Cam Newton, brought him in. Uh, so they got Cam Newton and won the national title. Uh, then two years after that, they had Gus Malzahn as the OC. Uh, Coach Chizik was fired. You know what I'm saying? 
But yeah. uh yeah, 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 that that's the the deal with, with him, man. Uh, Jack, we had we had the two minute warning. Let me uh let me just jump in a little bit if I may. Uh-huh. Um, first of all, uh, as far as recruiting, North Carolina Central University, uh, the Black College uh HBCU poll came out, and we are uh number eight in the recruiting wars at you know at this point in time. And uh Jack, I, I just want to make sure I, I know uh, we're gonna talk more about recruiting probably on our next segment and uh-huh. go deeper. But I want to talk about, if it's okay, we it was on our agenda, talk about Brittany Griner. Let me just get this in for the last minute or so, if, if I may, because um, I because it's something that you know I have been championing since uh, I think it was, uh, I had, well, I, I had a um, prayer vigil uh-huh. uh, for her in front of her school, um, which is Nimitz High School in the district yep. I used to teach in, all the yep. district in Houston. Yep. And um, I had the flyer and everything, Jack. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I made sure that I um, kept her uh, alive. Fox News came out and covered it. It was on uh, May seventeenth yep. of this year, mm-hmm. and so you know we had a prayer vigil and a rally, and uh, you know I'm so happy that uh, she's been released. Yeah. Um, he had nothing to do with what this was going on. She was a political pawn. Um, right. it's it's a disgrace what they did to this African American woman. And I, I, I and I just have to come out and say I'm really pleased and that this has happened. So I know we got the right wind Absolutely. down, Jack. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that's a great point, man. Uh so 